Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Play fake, Jones rolls left, rolls left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Football's over. We got to change my music back. We got to bring that Frank back, that Frank Sinatra beat. KM to AM on The Fan. I need it. I need it, man. I've been off for three days, and I got a lot to say about the Super Bowl. Big as the what? Big as the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were playing Frank last night in the beginning of the Super Bowl, obviously, with Vegas, the Rat Pack. I did it my way. Yeah, so, you know, they play Frank before the game. The Yankees play Frank after the game, win or lose. I'm sure we'll have that debate all year. They got to stop playing Frank Sinatra when we lose. They're going to keep playing it. I told y'all, that's for the tourists. Yankee Stadium is for the tourists, but now I'm already off on a tangent. The Super Bowl. Yeah, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. You guys don't want to talk about the Champions League. You guys don't want to talk about spring training. Not yet. It's It's got to wait. And I thought about that tonight. I had a guest lined up for 8.15, and uh, I hate to cancel on him. If you're listening, uh, we will reschedule. I want you to have your own time when it's more baseball time. But listening to the fan today, I I understood the assignment, and I'm not going to bury the lead. That was a classic. I don't care who tells you different. I'm a solo host. You're going to hear all my opinions tonight. But call 877-337-6666, and you can co-host the show. Maybe for five seconds, depending on how you do. Maybe for five minutes, if you're really killing it, you can be the B mic to my A mic. Because I can't just be up here all night telling you how I feel and what I think without somebody to contrast, without somebody to go against. I'm sure some of you will try, so let's do it. That was a classic last night. It started off slow, of course, but that was a classic. Sometimes when you hear a new album... And you play it that first night, even that first week, you don't realize you're listening to a classic till a year later, two years later, five years later, and you go back and you say, hey, man, that one's going to stand the test of time. Of course it's going to stand the test of time. I mean, as I go back in my mind, in my notes, in my tweets, to the thoughts in the beginning of the game, I already told you about the Frank Sinatra stuff. CBS did a great job with that. Um, You know, my first thought going into that game 
that I wrote a note about was they let us into the huddle. They let us into the pregame rah-rah. Give it all you got. You got one shot. Come on. ba 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 And I heard something that made me think, oh, that was a tell. Patrick Mahomes says, find a way. And then Kelsey, his backup dancer, says, find a way. If you think you're the dominant team, if you think you're the better team, after two weeks to prepare, after watching film, after being the underdogs the whole time, being the underdogs again, if you think you're the better team, you go through warm-ups, you size up your opponent, you look across the other side of the field, and you say, oh, we're, we're going to kill them. We're going to smack them. This is ours to take. Mahomes did say something about this is our story, but it's it stood out to me that they said, find a way. They knew that they weren't the better team last night. They obviously have the better quarterback, but they did not have the better roster. They obviously have the better co coaches, but they had to find a way, and the Niners, just every turn of the way, gave them a little room, left the door open. It's not hard to find a way when they give you a way, whether it's uh, – fumbling the ball on the opening possession, putting the ball on the carpet when you could have had that momentum, whether it's missing an extra point, whether it is abandoning the run, whether it's not going for it on fourth down, whether it's choosing to take the ball in overtime against Patrick Mahomes, which we'll get to all that. I mean, I guess we'll hit that right now. I'm not getting on the radio tonight and killing Kyle Shanahan for that decision. Hindsight is 2020. And I'm also not going to argue with you about it. I'm not going to yell at you. I, I love football, but I don't care that much to get fired up and worked up about ah, hypotheticals. Everything is in theory now. Everything is after we have the results. I understand. Some guys may not know the overtime rules. I understand majority of fans and people watching had no idea. But I know that the Chiefs know the rules because the rule was created for them. I know that the Chiefs definitely know that rule because they benefited from the old rule. And they're a team that is thinking Super Bowl. They're a team that is in the playoffs every year. Obviously, the Niners are too. But when, you, when you're thinking about the end of the year, you're practicing the rules for the end of the year. So the Chiefs knew. And for Kyle Shanahan, it sucks. He's the biggest loser in all of this because now you have the 28-3 comeback win when you were the offensive coordinator for the Falcons and you went up against Brady, who has already been unseated as the GOAT, but he's still a GOAT with seven rings. And then you've lost twice as a head coach to Patrick Mahomes, the new GOAT. And it's like, man, I understand we got to kill a guy. I spent a week talking about Dan Campbell and trying to defend Dan Campbell, saying he coached the same way the whole season. Same thing with Kyle Shanahan. Some of those decisions he made, and we'll talk about Brock Purdy tonight too, I think he won. Even though he lost, I think he won a lot of people's respect. But man, it was obvious that they know their guy. They obviously know what he can and can't do. You can tell in their decisions, in their play calling. They know who Brock Purdy is more than anybody. But man, I think in that moment, when you saw Fred Warner win the coin toss, he had his hands on his hips. He, he was tired. They're all tired. It's exhausting. I just watched an interview this weekend of Cam Newton talk about the version of Cam Newton that played in the Super Bowl was not the version from week one, week 10, even the last week of the season. He said he was so tired. OTAs start in March. It's a long football season. The NFL talks about safety. We don't even get any kickoffs anymore. We don't even get any kickoff returns rather anymore because the NFL preaches safety. It's too long of a season. If you listen to Boomer, Boomer said, hey, they're going to extend this. We actually might live in a future where President's Day 
You're off on Monday because they extend the Super Bowl that long. Cam Newton was talking about how by the time he got to the game, it was just, man, let's get it over with. And I think that is where the Niners were. I think they were fatigued. And I think they wanted to give their defense a, a, a blow, a, a break, a breather. And I think they thought, which they thought incorrectly, and in the moment I understand, hey, we're not going to give Michael Jordan the ball right now because he's going to march down and score on us. And I don't know if Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, 24-year-old kid in his second year, can match him on the biggest stage. So what we're going to do is try and take the ball, try and go down and score. Maybe we do, maybe we don't, but we're going to kick the field goal and hope. And this is something that I, I feel like was missing from conversations I heard on the fan, conversations I watched on TV, uh, even back and forth. You hope that your defense can make a play. That's the best defense, arguably, in the league. You hope that the defense can turn the ball over. What about that? What if they strip the ball, re recover a fumble? What if they have Patrick Mahomes throw his second pick? Well, you know what? The thing is, Patrick Mahomes is MJ. And that's the next thing we'll talk about. Tony Romo, at the end of the game, says he's the standard. He's your Michael Jordan. And I can't disagree with him at this point. Because I was a little boy getting into basketball because of MJ because of how much he won. That red 23 jersey is now a red 15 jersey across this nation. The National Football League, across this nation, there are fans of the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes is a lot of these kids, Michael Jordan. And when you watch him last night with the ball in his hands, I don't think there was ever a doubt. Whether you knew the rules or not, you already knew what was going down. They weren't going down there to get a three. And shout out to Harrison Bucker. I actually put a $20 bet on him to win MVP because I knew before the game, indoors, perfect conditions against that Niners defense, if Patrick Mahomes and those guys don't have it, he's going to have it. He was four for four with a 57-yarder. He was money. He was perfect. He deserves way more credit than he's gotten today. But back to MJ, our modern-day MJ. Mahomes... Is ridiculous. He doesn't mess up. He doesn't make a bad read or mistake. I remember talking about him facing the Ravens and how demoralizing it is for a defense to have everything snuffed out. A coverage sack and an actual sack. And then he wiggles out and makes a throw. Or he knows all the time when he's uncovered and when he can run it. He kills teams with the run and they don't talk about him as a running quarterback. And with the game on the line, you knew MJ was coming through. He could smell it. He could smell the ring. This is it? That's all I got to do is, is go down the field, punch it in? Game? I can call game? And he did exactly that. Mahomes is MJ. Man, this guy overcame the most drops in the league this year and won the Super Bowl. He elevates his teammates. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to, similar to the other GOAT, Tom Brady, right? This guy can win with Tyreek Hill. Now Tyreek catches a stray today. Oh, the last two years, they moved on from Tyreek Hill, didn't pay him. They went back-to-back -back Super Bowls without him, arguably the best receiver in the league. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need the best receiver in the league. He can win with Juju Smith-Schuster. He can win with Kadarius Toney. He can win with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and he can win with former Jet McCole Hardman catching the game, winning touchdown, and not knowing that that was the game, not knowing that that's it. We're done. That's, that's the end. You won the Super Bowl. You're going to Disneyland. 877-337-6666. The kid is MJ because MJ had a famous quote, right? The MJ quote is that I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. Mahomes doesn't run out of time. 
Time is on his side. The clock works in his favor. Even when you don't realize that clock can run out and we're going to play another period, they score with three seconds. They leave three seconds on the clock. Game. Patrick Mahomes doesn't run out of time. He's lost some games, yeah, because there's defense, because there's drops, because he's dealing with Kadarius Toney. He's dealing with the refs, which kudos to the NFL and their refs. As much as I scream NFL bogus, the NFL is bogus, it's bogus for other reasons. We'll get into them tonight from the Swifties, and that's the first time I mentioned Taylor Swift. I tried not to. But the officials stayed out of the way. For the most part, the officials did not ruin the game. They did not throw the game. They did not make themselves seen at all. Good job. But this is MJ, and I'm calling him MJ because we can't degree it, uh, disagree about it at this point. Like, you can call in and, and, and do the LeBron MJ thing, but as far as making a football comparison, this guy is off to a better start in his NFL career than Jordan was. This guy is off to the greatest start in NFL history, and he's far from done. And Andy Reid's not retiring. And they're going to figure out ways to put guys around him. And all he's going to do is continue to elevate his teammates and win championships. And it's in your mind, it's in my mind, it's in his opponent's mind and his teammates' mind that he's the best in the world. 877-337-6666. All right, I got a break because uh, I really do want to get to the calls. And this is a five-hour show. I have more than five pages of notes. I wanted to start off, obviously, with the Mahomes-MJ conversation and then, obviously, Kyle Shanahan over time. If it's three-down territory versus four-down territory, what are you doing? You can't. It didn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. It does not matter. You were going to lose regardless. The fact that they even forced an overtime, you were going to lose regardless. Take the ball. Don't take the ball. It doesn't matter. Your team was gassed. You don't have the better quarterback. That You don't have the better coach. When you get into that extra period, you're done. So we'll talk about Usher. Usher was the best part of the Super Bowl at the time that he came out of there. Uh, it was so weak in the beginning. Not enough points. Super Bowl boxes, whack. I mean, there's so many things to unpack. But we we got to actually break on my show. So let's take the break. And I've got a full rack of calls already. And it'll be my job to weave us in and out of conversations, whether it's giving props to Steve Spagnolo, who should also be in the conversation as one of the greatest of all time, or maybe talking about the Niners and their dynasty, which they just can't seem to get it done. I, I had a thought in my head last night, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl just to burn Jerry Jones, because then they'll be at six. Nope, nope. The Cowboys have won the Super Bowl more recently than the Niners. They just go to 19 NFC championships, get to the Super Bowl, and lose. Which one would you prefer? 877-337-6666. There's too much for me to talk about tonight, but I'm going to leave you with this because this was my most controversial take between my group chats, between the live stream I did on Bleacher Report today, and I don't I don't care what people think about it and I'll be able to explain it. No, I don't I'm not talking about Travis Kelsey yelling at his coach, which his coach got on on the mic and laughed about. Said it's fine, it's fine. We'll talk about that too. It's about Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw, the middle linebacker with Fred Warner for the Niners, I, I've called them the best linebacker tandem duo. The Niners always seem to have those guys. They used to have Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Shout out to Patrick Willis going to the Hall of Fame. Bowman now joining um, Jim Harbaugh out there in uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers. But Dre Greenlaw, this is where some of you might, I don't know, disagree with me. And good. This is That's the whole point. This is, this is what sports radio is for. When I watched that game... I, I watched so much of the coverage yesterday, and I think it was CBS that had Dre Greenlaw sit down with Fred Warner. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it was NFL Network. I watched their stuff. I watched ESPN stuff. But there was a sit down with Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. And Dre Greenlaw was talking about how 
The last time they lost to the 49ers, or the, the 49ers lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, he was a rookie. And he was almost kind of bragging and boasting a bit like, I was a rookie. I'm not a rookie anymore. Yeah, that means they got to see me. Everybody on that field has got to see me. That was a quote. That was a quote. And me, man, I believe in God. I believe in the football gods. I believe on a Sunday. All of the gods were watching that game. And when you put that energy out there, oh, they got to see me. I'm ready now. I'm not a rookie no more. Everybody's got to see me. Man, remember that first play, the first play that he made, that first tackle he made on Jarek McKinnon to stop the Chiefs when they got the ball, right? Uh, McKinnon, caught a, McKinnon caught a little pass, and it, it was short on third down, and, and Drake Greenlaw, he came up, made the tackle, and then he gave McKinnon a little extra. He almost, like, pushed him down and, like, walked over him and ran. You could, you could see the emotions were getting the best of him. He was so hyped up. Control your emotions. It's the biggest game of your life. Some of you are going to say the turf monster showed its head, but that grass, they started growing last year when we all talked about, oh, the turf was no good. Chiefs versus the Eagles. Eagles fans still holding on to that. It wasn't the turf monster. That ain't MetLife Stadium turf. That is specifically grown for the Super Bowl. It took a year to grow, so it is, it's not a turf monster conversation. It's a, I don't want to say karma, maybe bad luck, maybe football gods, maybe just like respect your opponents and calm down a bit. Dre Greenlaw, when he got hurt, self-inflicted wound, it was because he was too amped up. He was so geeked up. He was so hyped up, man. When you play football, you got to bottle that. You got to have it and, and let it go once that ball is snapped. It, it does not need to be after the play like he exhibited with the tackle on Jarek McKinnon. It also doesn't have to be re-entering the field. You're so hyped up that you take a misstep and you tear your Achilles. So all that talk before the game about I'm not a rookie anymore, yeah, they got to see me. Everybody on that field's got to see me. Everybody in the world saw you, young man. They saw you get carted off. And I feel for you, that sucks, but you may never get back to the Super Bowl and your team lost the Super Bowl without you. Same guy that when he made that interception in the playoffs, everybody's saying, get down, get down, get down, and he's still running thinking touchdown. No one is bigger than the game. You have to respect the game, the rules, and the opponent. We're going to talk football tonight. My name's Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. I promise I got you. We're going to bring in a couple guests. We'll get to them at 9-15, 10-15, football guys to talk football. But I want to talk to you. If you've been listening all day and you have a thought or a take and you weren't able to get through, call 877-337-6666. We're Monday night quarterback in this thing from the Monday morning quarterback to Monday evening quarterback. I'll be your quarterback. I used to throw the pigskin a little bit. Didn't you know that? You know, that's some of my haters like to remind me that I say that a lot. They play JV or didn't play at all. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM returns right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Ursher, Ursher. <laughs> hey, get it, Usher. I mean, either you were there or you weren't, right? Usher put me in a time capsule last night. Felt like a kid again. <laughs> I knew every single song, every single word, but... I mean, if you know anything about me, obviously. 877-337-6666. Great job. And, uh, you know, even bringing out Alicia Keys and her and Luda and Lil Jon. You know, good good job. Good job. Shout out to Jay-Z and Rock Nation. I told you guys two weeks ago, expect that. Right? Jay-Z, Rock Nation, years ago. I used to work at Rock Nation. They um, had the whole partnership, the Inspire Change Partnership. Kind of came off the heels of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, but whatever. You actually have music people booking the musical halftime performance show. And it's been pretty good, and it's been pretty on, like, as far as, like, obviously, Usher is from the A, so it would make more sense for him to perform in Atlanta. But I was telling y'all last week, he has a residency in Vegas. All they had to do was expand his residency from down the street, blow it up to make it Super Bowl-ready, stadium status. And he just announced a new tour, and he just dropped an album Friday. So go, Usher, go. I have no idea how old Usher is. Um, But, I mean, I saw Usher come into the game. Um, Usher is 45. Dang, he's a decade older than I am. Makes sense. I, I saw Usher come in the game from 18 to what he's doing now. And uh, I thought he was a great halftime performance. I thought it took a little long to get to the halftime performance, but that it, that's what it is. That's the Super Bowl in itself. It is everything. I think Vegas won, but what, Vegas wins every night. There's people going to Vegas every night for miscellaneous reasons. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Vegas won as the host city. I'm still looking forward, or I'm so looking forward to next year's Super Bowl. I uh, still think that Lil Wayne is pending, and New Orleans is a good spot, and it's another party city. I think that they'll do a good job with that. It could be the Chiefs again. And, man, the dynasty is solidified. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. But I say that to say this, right? The Dallas Cowboys winning those Super Bowls is why a kid in New Jersey, there's no New Jersey football team when you're five years old, four years old, right? I, I saw the question of what's the first Super Bowl you remember floated out there a bunch this week. I mean, my first Super Bowl that I remember that I even remember, like, okay, this is the Super Bowl, this means something. The Cowboys put 50 on the Bills, should have been higher scoring. You know, I've gone back and watched that, and that made me a Dallas fan, and they went on to complete the back-to-back, right, 92-93, then the dynasty winning again in 96, and that's what's happening right now with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, how about the Hunt family? They put that NKH on their jerseys to honor Norma K. Hunt. And, man, they are in the prime of their ownership right now. Stay down till you come up. 50 years between Super Bowls. Now they're in the AFC Championship every year. Now they've got three of the last five Super Bowls. And who's to say that they can't go back next year? Not to pat myself on the back, but on the fan, back-to-back years, 
When everybody was saying the Bills two years ago, I said, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And then even coming into this year, when people were saying the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl, they were the most bet on team to win the Super Bowl. I said, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You have to hit on the quarterback. You have to hit on the head coach. Sometimes you do that beforehand. Sometimes, like the, the head coach before, but man, the quarterback. And we're going to come up on conversation about, should the Giants draft a quarterback? Yes. If you're trying to win the Super Bowl, this is the last thing I'll say before we get to the calls. Watching the Kansas City Chiefs and how they won, all 31 other teams and fan bases can look at that team and see what they have that you don't. It starts with the quarterback, but it also goes to the head coach. It also goes to all facets of the game, the kicking game. This is football, right? I, I tip my cap to Harrison Bucker. He had half the points. And then what was one of the biggest plays of the game? What was the guy's name? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak on his name. Daryl Luther Jr. You never heard of him before. You know who he is now because that ball lands and it goes off his legs, and I'm screaming, "Ray, Ray, what the hell are you thinking?" Ray, Ray was trying to save the day, day. He was trying to field that, but like <laughs> that guy in that moment, right? What a nightmare. But that's all the Super Bowl is, dreams and nightmares. 877-337-6666. Josh is in the Bronx. Josh gets to go first because he calls first. <laughs> Keith, I got to tell you, you know, Stephon Diggs is a free agent, and he can be looking at Kansas City, unfortunately. But like you said, Mahomes is the MJ. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, Keith. It's your show, bro, buddy. Take it away. I got it, Josh. Appreciate you checking in. And Josh is smart. He dials 877-337-6666. Before I even get to my, like, second or third sentence, it pops up. He's got it. But, yeah, can you imagine that, right? How do you make a dynasty continue? How do you make a dynasty stronger? You, you keep the core, and you add little pieces to it. Chris Jones, come back. I know he's probably going to get the bag and... Think about walking away, but maybe they could figure that out. Stefan Diggs, he wants to win. I mean, give Mahomes Stefan Diggs. It's unfair. I saw a mock draft today that had the Chiefs drafting Keon Coleman. That's also unfair. Look what they did with Rasheed Rice. Oh, now that I said Rasheed, Rasheed Rice's name. Everybody did all this talk today on television and radio about Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid. Everybody left out the whole Rasheed Rice thing, right? You, you, you forgot about that part of the game? <laughs> Who has more of a right to show emotion and yell at somebody or even speak to somebody, which it's football. Like, I've never been on a practice field. I've never been in a game where nobody yelled. Fun fact, it's, it's never happened. I've never been on a football practice field from the time I was nine years old to the time I stopped playing in, in college at 21. I never was on a practice field. We yell in the film room. <laughs> Guys are going to yell. It's part of it. There's a lot of testosterone flowing, flowing. So I say that to say this. Who was more in the wrong? A rookie wide receiver in Rasheed Rice checking Patrick Mahomes, the GOAT, after he was wide open in the middle of the field and... Mahomes forced it to his boy Kelsey so that uh, Taylor Swift and the Swifties could go nuts. He was trying to get Kelsey a touchdown. It wasn't there. He forced it to him. Now, I'm not going to say it's a mistake because Mahomes don't really make mistakes. He saw one-on-one. -on -one. He tried to give uh, Trav a chance to win that one-on-one. -on -one. 
As I say that, the Devils score. Woo! Let's go, Devils. Tyler Toffoli. Shout out to Tyler Toffoli. I just saw that he lives in Jersey City, not far from me. I'm like, look, look at Chilltown. We out here. But, uh, yeah, we'll get, to the, we'll get to the basketball and the hockey that's on. It's football time, and I'm about to take another call. But I wanted to drive home this point because I know some of you are going to call about Kelsey, right? Rasheed Rice checked Mahomes. He had something to say to the coach. I think he mouthed something like, I could have won us the Super Bowl. This is a rookie. You just got on the squad. You weren't here last year. You weren't here for the first ring. And you're you're actually going to say something to Mahomes, who's trying to win just as bad as everyone else? As a rookie, you're going to say, hey, I was open. I could have won us the game. Relax. It's hard to relax. It's hard to control your emotions. Similar to Travis Kelsey, who was taken out of the game and comes to Andy Reid. And I think the slow-mo and the optics look bad. Andy Reid is 65 years old. He's a senior citizen. And Travis Kelsey, who's America's sweetheart, he dates Taylor. He's going to propose to her after the game. <laughs> ah, yo, how funny is that? They thought they thought Travis was that goofy to pull a Carlos Correa, right? After the whole trash banging, uh, cheating World Series, Carlos Correa uh, proposed to his wife on the field. He should have he should have had a, a a garbage can in the vicinity. They thought that Travis was going to do that last night. Hell no. He's, he's been around the chick for half a year. But uh, I, I, I had a problem with it because you're supposed to be a captain, a leader. You're supposed to be composed in the Super Bowl. They say act like you've been there. And Andy Reid is, is clearly such a lovable guy. I don't think he even yells. I think he just commands that much respect. But it's in the heat of battle. That's why when, when we were talking all this about Brian Dable, I'm like, I don't care that he yells. I don't care. He's a good coach. Yelling gets his point across. Andy Reid doesn't have to yell. There's different strokes for different folks. But all the talk about Travis Kelsey, I'm glad they won. And I also think the conversation should be based around more if that was someone else. A lot of people want to use OBJ, for example. <laughs> if that was some, if that was Rasheed Rice, he yelled at Pat Mahomes. Nobody spoke on it. But with Kelsey yelling at Reid, it just didn't look good because everybody looks at Travis and they say, oh, I hope he doesn't yell at Taylor like that. Let's go to Paul in Franklin Square on the fan in New York. Hello, Paul. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I love the fact that Travis is passionate enough about the game, that he wants to front his coach. He wants to get involved. And he wants to point out he wants to be on the game. He might have taken a little too far bumping into him, but I love the passion. Yeah, I'm right there with you. He's a Hall of Famer. He's he's one of the best players. He's, if he's if he's not number one because of Mahomes, he's number two. And all he was saying was keep me in, right? The backup, they have like four guys that can play tight end. I forget which backup was in then. Um, it didn't matter. But basically what he was saying was look what happened. Keep me in the game, right? I'm in. If I'm in there to block, maybe I blocked Fred Warner on that play or whoever it was. I think it was Fred Warner who caused the fumble. Like keep me in the game. I'm, I'm competitive. I want to win. And I'll say say this. Thanks for the call, Paul. The night before, it was reported that Kelsey spoke to the team and had the team in tears. Right? Whatever he said the night before about winning and finding a way and the Super Bowl and what it means and blocking everything out and giving everything you've got for this one last game, it worked. I'll also say in my watching of the Super Bowl coverage, media night, uh, there was a question floated about the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid to Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes said, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. He's like, you know, I'm the child. I guess I'm like the, the middle child, but I'm the child that shows up, does all the right things. I'm there early. 
And, and I don't get away with half the stuff that Travis does. Travis can do no wrong. Travis is like the older child that's been there longest and, and has a different set of rules. He's the longest tenured chief. Him and Andy Reid, and, and, and let me give you all some game. If you, you probably know, some of you don't know, though. Andy Reid drafted him, and before he drafted him, remember Andy Reid was in Philadelphia with his brother, Jason Kelsey, and before he drafted him, he called Jason and said, is this guy going to screw this up? He knew he was drafting a knucklehead. He knew he was, was, was drafting a wild boy. He says, is this guy going to screw this up? Can I draft your brother and trust that he's going to come here and work and do what I ask him to do? He said, yeah, 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 draft him, coach. And he did, so much so that he became arguably the greatest tight end of all time. So what I'm saying is, you don't know the dynamics of their relationship. Andy Reid literally joked about it after and laughed it off. He said he, he was fine. He didn't punch him in the face. Right? He, didn't, he didn't actually knock him off his feet. Kelsey lost his mind a little bit because he's passionate about winning, wanted to win. He kind of showed himself some. It didn't look good in the moment. But Andy Reid was fine with it. And then after the game, Kelsey said, oh, I was just telling him how much I love him. I'm sure they literally do love each other. And uh, he did reveal that he was mic'd up. And he said, maybe my mic'd up will reveal what I said. But it's it's water under the bridge. They're champions. Dynasty. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he said that on, I think it was a NFL primetime with a Berman and Booger. And they asked him about it, and he looked at me. Lee looked at them. And he's like, "Oh, you guys saw that?" And they looked at him like, "Yeah, everyone, everyone caught it. it." And then they asked him what they thought it was, and he was like, "I was mic'd up. We'll see if they actually show it or not." Uh, to me, like Reed is not going to say it's it's bad or whatever. He has to protect the player. It's not a great look, but at the end of the day, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. No one got hurt. Reed when Reed belly flopped on Chris Jones after the game. It is what it is. Emotions are running wild. This is the dream, right? Actually watching that CBS Frank Sinatra intro where they show these guys and their parents and them little watching football, I actually found myself in a moment of like, man, you weren't good enough. You're never going to play in the Super Bowl. When you were a kid playing football, you wanted to live this dream too. And you didn't even come close. You didn't even make it to the NFL. You're a bum. You're a scrub. Look at these guys right. living the dream. Yeah, you know, what? <laughs> you know, weird. And again, it's different because obviously we're over here. How much I have like killed, for example, Zach Wilson, who's statistically the worst quarterback maybe in the history of the NFL. You know, how good Zach Wilson is. That he right. actually made the NFL. Do you? And I and I say that now. Do you realize how good every single no. NFL player? No, at, guys don't. And every NFL, every baseball, hockey, they don't basketball. You know how good you have to be to be at that level. No, because they the last leg of their parlay didn't hit because Debo Samuel's under. You know, so they're mad at Debo. He's not that good. Like. I, I just can relate because I did play with guys that went to the NFL. Right. And I understand what it takes to be of that ilk. Right. You pl- like, you know, like no Sean Moreno and I, all that. Yep. I was very close to no Sean. I remember going to see him when I was a freshman, and he was a, a freshman playing varsity at Long Branch High School. He played for Middletown South, and he, he rushed for 100 yards in that game, and somebody whispers he's a freshman, and I said, oh, I'm a freshman. I play freshman football. I can't play varsity. But anyway, emotions are running high, and I – Say this to segue into the next thing, right? I'll, I'll be your Monday evening quarterback weaving us through all of the topics and conversations. Travis Kelsey, his emotions got the best of him. It, it seemed kind of selfish. And I say, you're you're not bigger than the game. Your head coach can take you out. And if something happens, you don't get to yell at your coach and say, keep me in the game. It's a personnel thing. Maybe he felt like you need a breather. And, you know, with the Dre Greenlaw stuff that I talked about, man, control yourself. There's a ton of testosterone. 
emotions. I mean, I hated that Tony Tony Romo said this about Brock Purdy, and I'm like, Tony, speak for yourself. You never played in a Super Bowl. You don't know what anybody else is feeling. Some guys have a slow heartbeat. But Tony Romo said, Brock Purdy's going to have trouble breathing right now. You don't know that. You're not in that man's body. You don't know how prepared he is for this moment. And Brock Purdy, he showed me he can he can make throws, he can he can take a hit, that he is an NFL quarterback. And I hear people talking down on him all the time that clearly don't know what they're watching. But when I talk about Dre Greenlaw and the emotions running high, his emotions got the best of him. His emotions got the best of him. You could see it from the first play that he made. He was a ball of emotion. He could have got flagged. But they honestly stayed out of the way. The Zebras stayed out of the way. But when I saw him hit Jarek McKinnon like that and push off and run and just like like was so hyped up, my first thought was that's not good. Relax. Come down. Three and out. Yeah, but it's a long game. And then what happens? Dre Greenlaw injures himself re-entering the game. Not in the course of the game, just coming back onto the field. Let's go to Jeff out in Brooklyn on the fan in New York. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's up, Keith? Love your show, bro. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of it. All right. Um, I love what you said about Andy Reid and Kelsey. That was a great story. But I got to also say I do disagree with what you said about the Greenlaw guy in San Francisco, bro. Even though I do believe you know what you're talking about, I just have to give you the backdrop of what I'm saying. I have a brother that we um, he, uh, we both play uh, pickup basketball you know, t- from time to time just as rec. And he tore his Achilles about two years ago, and it was just a freak accident. So I kind of disagree with what you're saying. I understand what you're saying and where you're coming from, but I have to kind of disagree, bro. Sure. What do you think? Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Freak accident. J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles this year. Freak accident. And uh, same thing with Kirk Cousins. It's going to happen in those cleats on the field. But I, I, I feel like these things are not coincidence for, for Dre Greenlaw last night and thank you for for the contrast and, and calling up to challenge me on that i'll add something to this i've i've watched dre greenlaw if you've listened to my show i've said that him and fred warner are the best two linebackers as a tandem in the nfl i love watching those guys play but that guy got full of himself this year i i even cited the pick that he had um to end the i think it was to end the packers game where the announcers are saying get down get down and he's thinking he's going to return it for a touchdown no awareness, being about yourself. The game will humble you. The NFL stands for not for long. So if you think that you can carry on like that in the Super Bowl, big as the what? Big as the Super Bowl, all eyes on you. And I heard what you said. You put it out there in a piece that was made for the Super Bowl. I'm not a rookie anymore. Last time we lost to these guys, I was a rookie. They got to see me. He went on to say everybody on that field is going to have to see me as if he's some type of unstoppable force. Well, God is in control. The football gods are in control, and you never know what could potentially happen. And without Dre Greenlaw in that game, once he went down, Oren Burks had to step up in the Super Bowl. (gasps) Oren Burks, who the hell is that? Number 48, barbecue chicken. And guess what? Steve Spagnuolo, or not Steve Spagnuolo, Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, and of course, Patrick Mahomes knew that. So when Oren Burks filled in, here's how we did in coverage. Coach Jack put this out on Twitter for me today. I saw it with my own eyes, but the numbers back it up. Nine targets went his way. All nine were completed for catches. One touchdown. 
Also, there was a 134.7 passer rating when targeting whoever he was on in coverage. PFF gave him a grade of 32.1. That's not good enough in the Super Bowl. Dre Greenlaw, you couldn't control yourself. You couldn't control your emotions. You did not get hurt in the course of the game. You were so fired up, bouncing around, and you didn't respect your opponent. That first play that you made, the way you tackled Jarek McKinnon and got up and celebrated, it was too much. I had my eye on you from the beginning of that game. And when you went down, I immediately had that thought. If you disagree with the take because it's an injury and maybe your friend got hurt playing basketball with a freak injury, I understand. But if you listen to what I'm saying and you connect those dots, he took himself out of the game. 877-337-6666. Plenty more to do. Keep McPherson on the fan. Coming up at 915, Ted Wynn will join us. He writes for the NFL under The Athletic. And then at 1015, Mike Golick Jr. will join me. Just some football guys talking football on the fan. If you're a football guy or not, call up and join me. We got to take a break. I'll be right back. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey, yo. Right back to the show. A five-hour KM to AM on The Fan. Good to be back. It's been a long three days and a long NFL season. We're done with that. And I was going to talk baseball We'll probably get there later in the night. So if you are just coming into the show, I opened up talking about the Super Bowl. Of course, how could I not? The baseball conversation I'll force once we get into the 11 o'clock hour. So working from that time back to where we are, my Casamigos big shot of the night will be at 11. I know the Devils are on right now. Tyler Toffoli is the leading candidate right now. But that's subject to change. The New York Knicks are about to take the floor against the Houston Rockets at 8. So I'll have eyes on the NBA. The uh, Brooklyn Nets aren't playing tonight. Good. And I also have eyes on the puck as well. Excuse me. And we'll pick a uh, a player for Casamigos' big shot of the night from the Devils game or the Rangers game. Scoreless over there in the Garden, the Flames and the Rangers. And... um, Flames beat the Devils. Come on, Devils. I need the Devils to get this win tonight against the Kraken. So we've got three local games on. I will choose a Casamigos big shot of the night at 11 o'clock. From those games at 10-15, Mike Golick Jr. will join me. I can't wait to hear his takes and perspective. I'm sure he'll disagree with me on something. So uh, the conversation that we're having, I'll bring to him. At 9-15, Ted Wynn from The Athletic covering the NFL will chime in with his thoughts. Maybe he'll add something to the table that I missed. And for now, we're talking to you at 877-337-6666. We're up against the next break and 8 o'clock update. So I'll just kind of recap what I've said and add to it as we uh, move on. If you're on hold, stay on hold. I promise I'll get to you quicker as uh, we've got about an hour and some change until I bring in my first guest. So, yeah, I talked about the overtime. I get it. Shanahan, I mean, they're going to kill the guy anyway. Um but I definitely know that they know what they have and don't have. It was a mistake. It was definitely a mistake with the new overtime rules. It was a mistake to give Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes um, 
four-down territory throughout that whole drive where you know they're going for it on fourth down because they're trying to score and end the game. It was a mistake to give them the ability to be able to call game. It was a mistake to kick the field goal, right? Like, (laughs) Patrick Mahomes, you think that that guy is not dialed in at that point in the game, like, to go and get at least three? Harrison Bucker had been automatic all night. You know, shout out to Bucker. I said he had half the points. No, he had 13. He had more than half the points. And, uh, you know, it just is what it is. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So all of us armchair quarterbacks are saying, well, you can't do it. Like, it is what it is, man. If Brock Purdy and them go down and score, we can talk about the whole going for two, whatever. Uh, ultimately, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. And that's how Super Bowls are won and lost. It's a game of inches. And we've talked about this game of inches from a missed extra point to a punt going off the leg, from interceptions and penalties. I, I think the refs did a great job staying out of the way. But very early on, you could tell there was a lot of emotion, energy, and that led to fumbles and penalties and mistakes and, uh, you know, just not being in the flow of the game right away. So it was low scoring and people were thinking, oh, this Super Bowl sucks. And then Usher saves the day. My mom just texts me with a little nugget that I guess adds to something. She says Usher got 15 minutes to perform versus 12. I guess that gave him an extra song and a half. Thanks for that, Ma. Um Other than that, I talked about the MJ comparisons. Can't tell me that right now Patrick Mahomes isn't on an MJ trajectory. He's off to the best start to an NFL career we've ever seen. And when you watch this guy play, he's a dog. Like, we've never seen anything like him. Um, The athleticism, the arm angles, the tenacity. I told y'all, man, I, I, I don't know why I bet against him this year. I thought the Swifties or whatever, you know, the seeding, the, the losses, that they had some bad losses this year. But it doesn't matter. It's playoffs. He gets it done. So you got to already look at him as one of the goats. And then I talked about emotions running high with Travis Kelsey. I get it. These are grown men, dog. This is football. And it's the biggest football game you can play in. Emotions were running high. And, uh, you know, Mahomes, he got into a little back and forth too. But nobody's talking about a rookie and Rasheed Rice calling him out. And them yelling they're trying to win. And ultimately, all of that is wonder, uh, water under the bridge because they won the game. They won the Super Bowl, and I I don't think anybody's really going to care too much about it. And then my take about Dre Greenlaw, whether you agree or disagree, this is my take and my thought. I watched him from the first play that he made, and I said, "Mm, I don't know, me from my experience being in between those lines, you better settle down. It's a long game. You don't even want to expend that much energy right away. Dre Greenlaw had a circle on him. Also, that's the type of thing that the other team remembers where they target you. You got to stay even keeled in that game. And he was so geeked up, so hyped up, whether it was the football gods or karma or the the Bermuda grass that they grew for a year, man, he was so geeked up that he got hurt entering the game, not even in the course of play. And that hurt his team a bunch. He spoke on how everybody would have to see him in an arrogant and cocky way. And unfortunately, everybody had to see him get carted off the field. And now his 2024 season is compromised. And he may never get another chance in the Super Bowl. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.